Welcome back. This is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs. We appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, bringing you this show right here from Talk 1370 AM in Westlake, looking out on uh, beautiful Austin, Texas, uh, with Matt Lesper standing in my way of the view with 1836 Property Management. Welcome back, Matt. Uh, we'll get to, uh, we don't, we don't chat with you here in a little bit, but uh, I'm going to turn this over to Robert Winterbottom. Um, you you want, you want to finish that text, man? Oh, yeah, I got you, it. You good? Now. I'm good. Now. Robert Winterbottom, everybody. <laughs> uh, with Better Homes and Garden, Home City. Welcome back, dude. Last time you were on here, um, you had a stack of books. I read one, I loved it. Uh, what? Uh, how's that going for you? You're working on another one, aren't you? Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've got uh, a couple more that'll be out here shortly. Um, one is going to be focused on uh, selling your vacant homes. Um, basically, if you're not there, you know, how do you do that? You know, you know you're living somewhere else, you got a vacant home. It's it's not it's not set up with your furniture you know it's it's not there's staged. a lot of things that people don't know about i mean how to do that i mean without having boots on the ground i can see how there's some things that could come up we recently saw one to where we had a client of ours move from west cypress hills out to dallas like frisco area and when he was out there the real estate agent had staged his home he had some work done which she organized and uh you know some he did some front beds or something. Yeah. And then she goes back to the house, drunk driver plows right through that, right through the fresh mulch, man. I mean, just boom. So goes right through it. Well, guess what? Landscaper doesn't care. No. You know what I mean? He's not like, hey, you know, like you dropped the Domino's pizza before you left the building. We might give you another one, but, you know. Right. So right. anyway, but yeah. what, what else is there? I mean, so, yeah, what's I the mean, major things? It's, uh, I'm working on that, and then I'm, I'm also working on um, what to do or how to sell your home uh, during divorce. Because okay. uh, obviously that's a big, it's huge. It's, in, it's kind in, of a big Austin, market, right? I mean, what's what's the divorce so, rate? Yeah, certain neighborhoods like, probably a little <laughs> higher than others. I won't name those neighborhoods. Exactly. Well, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, a lot of people don't think about what they need to do in those situations. I um, mean, you hit a, you hit a couple things on the head you know, when you're talking about divorce and and, and financing and getting, um, you know, putting things right to be able to afford and, you know, oh, well, she's going to take that mortgage and pay for that while I go try and buy a home over here. No, it doesn't work that way. You, you didn't refi. I mean, I hear it too. Um, I know I talk to buyers and they come to me and say, I'm looking for a place and, you know, going through a divorce. Uh, okay, great. You know, yeah, the wife's going to keep the house. I'm going to move somewhere else. And, you know, you start down that path and then, you you know, I talk, they talk to you, Sean, and yeah. it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you still got to hit it for that payment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you still you, have to you, hit you, you can't carry two mortgages, but my wife's paying for it. No. You, and so the education yeah. process, um, you know, that also I understand that you run into that. But I think on an agent level, that's kind of the things that I'm trying to explain in this book um, that I'm releasing. Uh, it should be out probably about another, uh, I'd say, three weeks. Um, but it's going to address a lot of those things. So people that are in that situation that don't know what to do. I, I know that a lot of people kind of bury their head in the sand when it comes to divorce and things like that because they don't want to know <laughs> the truth about what needs to happen. Um, and they try to circumvent it. They try to make it. They think they're making it easier on themselves by, oh, I'm going to move out, get an apartment. You can have the place. You know, you take the over and I'm going to do this. But they don't do the hard work yeah. you know, that's going to come up and bite them in the butt later. Without a doubt. We had on, who, who did we just have on who is a financial advisor but specializes in the- Keith Powell. Keith Powell. So, yeah. you know, I was talk, we were talking to this guy, Keith Powell, very interesting guy, but he, he specializes in that. And his whole point was, you know, to give, you know, financial adv advice- you know, you know, the, to put both parties in, in a, you know, the best possible financial position after divorce right. is probably not what the family attorneys are, are the best at. Right. So he kind of specializes in that, you know, but who's there advising them? I mean, that's the big question. You know, hey, here's divorce is on the divorce decree. 
he got the house, she got the house, whatever. You're both still responsible for it. I mean, that yeah. kind of went back to the past segment we had. But yeah, I know, and it's a, it's a sticky subject too mm -hmm. because I mean, as agents, we can't practice law, we can't give yeah. advice. So yeah. you know, there's only so much we can give them or tell them, but we have to advise them to go to a real estate attorney when it comes to. Uh, you know, property that, you know, that might be in distress or not, not knowing what to do, you know, I have to refer them back to their attorney, you know, and they do the same thing. They bring me to the, the decree saying, well, it shows right here that, you know, she's paying for it. And it, so why am I having to suffer? It's like, it's not the way it works. Right. Creditors, like you said, yeah, don't care. The creditors they do don't not care. care. They just want their payments. They want it on time. And like you said, and, you know, I was going to say this before when you, we were talking about the things that you were trying to guide your buyers into doing or not doing we also as agents have a buyer thou shalt not i mean we've got everything from don't co-sign don't don't decide to be unemployed i mean there's a long <laughs> list don't go don't, don't go Sean buy chuckles it. i mean yeah it's it's a funny haha -ha, because you know and i've even got a page in my buyer console you know don't go buy a yacht don't don't apply for new credit cards mm -hmm. don't co-sign for anybody yeah so th these are things that as an agent you know that i talked to in my in, my, in all my years people don't Think about that. Yeah. And go, I always well, tell people, right, there you you can't like you said, you give them a you give them a paper. I generally give them a paper, you know, things not to do, but it doesn't cover everything. So then like my last line always is yeah. my last line on that is always if you think it could be a problem, ask. Right? right before you do. <laughs> no. Nope. If you think it could be an issue, if it's not listed here, but you think it might be a problem, call me. What's yeah. this new yeah. seven hundred and fifty dollar payment? Yeah, just call me. Call me before Mama you do. Mama got a suburban. Right. Mama got a suburban or I got Invisalign or you know, that, I got no a doubt. Yeah, know, I mean, I, and some divorce like we're dealing with the guy now. We're we're doing a refinance right now. His divorce decree said that he had to either refinance the house out of his wife's name mm -hmm. or ex wife now, or sell it within six months. Those were his, it, those it, were his two and options. That's the advice you need from, you know, I yeah. mean, that's advice that you need. I yeah. mean, that stuff needs to go in the divorce decree. So, yeah. like, okay, well, you can have the house. I'll take the payment. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, you're still on the hook. I mean, you, how long? I mean, what happens after divorce? I mean, a lot of times credit scores go down. I mean, that's going to set that person back that's keeping the home, you know, from potentially doing something for even longer. So you're on the hook that much longer. I mean, it affects your your, your buying power. It, you know, you're going to go buy does. something else. I mean, you're going to buy a new home. Well, I mean, you, you got to qualify with both payments. Yeah. So I, there's got to be something in there. And we, there's we, one thing. The other thing you can do, and I didn't mention this last segment, you can um, – if even if you're on the note for somebody or you co-sign with somebody or you're, you're now in a divorce situation, something like that, 12 months of payment history by the other party, a lot of times can allow us to not count that payment against you. So for instance, you get a divorce, the mortgage is in both y'all's names, your wife gets the house, your ex-wife gets the house. If you can 12 months later show that she's made 12 months of payments from her account, not your account, but if you and she has to pay them or they have to pay them, whoever the other party is, they can't pay it to you and then you pay it. That's the other one people don't really, they have to pay the creditor directly. But if we can get 12 proof for 12 consecutive months, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, we then don't have to hit you for that payment. Does this mean time. you have to talk to your ex-wife to make sure that she's paying it? <laughs> Correct. If that's the case, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, talk, you know, have to do it through your attorney or whatever you need to do. But Without a doubt. Guys, if you're just tuning in, this is Real Estate Radio, uh, joined by Matt Lesper, 1836 Property Management, Senior Loan Officer, NRL Mortgage, uh, Sean Finnegan, Robert Winterbottom with uh, Better Homes and Garden, Home City. Um, Robert, I want to take this to... Just something that uh, we were talking about before the show, and we're talking about buyer rep agreements. Like, you know, what do people need to know about those? I mean, let's talk good, bad, ugly. Um, what it is. What it is. I mean, let's start there. Yeah, I mean, 
no, it's a it's a good topic to discuss because I think it gets lost in the discussion when when um, buyers are are looking to to hire agents. And what I when I mean when I say hire agents, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I right. mean we've got a lot of buyers out there right now that are just you know they're pulling homes, they're looking at homes, they're just calling on the internet, they're just calling anybody, everybody because they just got to see this home. Um, and and that's that's fine and well um, if that works. Um, but I, I'll, I, from what I understand, though, it doesn't work as well because usually you're getting a hold of somebody that's not necessarily the listing agent because that's what they're looking for, or they're they're you know they're they're having somebody open a door for them. And it, the, what the buyers don't understand without a buyer rep agreement in place, um, that agent represents the seller no matter what home that is. Right. Um, and that's hard for some buyers to understand because they think, well, I'm just going to use them to get in the home. I don't know if I really like this or not. Or, you know, I, they, they don't they don't understand that the, the, the responsibility is to the seller and without a buyer rep agreement. So in doing that, you know, we do have, um, you know, we have the buyer rep agreement that we put in place. Then we ask, you know, folks to um, to, to sign up with an agent because you're going to get individual attention. If you've got a good agent you want to go see a home, they're going to make themselves available to go see that home. Um, now, they're going to want to see that home with you more so if they know that they're representing you. Right. Um, because now you're basically for hire. You're hired. You, you can be fired, but you're also, you're their, um, you're their agent. So your responsibility is, is to them, your fiduciary. You've got to go show them the home. You want to be there. Now, if I'm not a good agent and I'm not able to pick up and make a phone call, set an appointment, do what I need to do to help my client get into a home, of course, they're going to go find somebody else. So right? if it's like, hey, I don't normally do, you know, show buyers homes, but if you want to look on Tuesday morning, I'll do it. If not, you know, go find somebody else. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, we're going to still take, we're going to meet them. We're going to talk to them. And like we talked about the buyer consult, you know, we're going to go through the process to help them understand what it means to have agency in Texas and, and have an agent work for you. Um, and so that's where we ask, you know, and I, and I advise everybody, even if they tell me that they don't want to sign a buyer rep with me, I ask them, sign it with somebody. I mean, sign it, it sounds with like don't, there, don't, a, don't use me. Don't, don't go talk to another yeah. agent and another agent. Sign it with somebody. Do your books explain all this? Um, the, the, the first time home buyer process. Yes. So here's what I'll, what I'll say about this is that I feel like the consumer out there doesn't trust people, doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want to sit down <laughs> for an hour. They just want to see the house, blah, blah, blah. If they reach out to you. You can still show them the house. You can meet and greet. They can know that you're a good guy and you could hand them a book or they could reach out to you beforehand for one of your books mm -hmm. and still get the same data when they want it because they need that data and they don't know they need it. They just want it in the house now. But the truth is they need that resource. So if they reach out to you, you can at least deliver that to them and maybe they meet you for five minutes only, but they'll want to come back. Absolutely. And, and they do. I mean, I ask them to come meet me but usually ahead of time before we go see a home to talk about the process. A lot of them just go, wow, this is great. Cause you know, my, my, it's not a pitch. It's not a sales thing. It's no, just, a, it's not. educating the client on it what sounds, they need to it do. It sounds like there's a group expectations there. I mean, that's yeah. when well, you're talking you've got about to ask stuff. other questions, right? They might, especially if they're new to the area, don't know the area, right? They might see this home that looks great, but maybe the schools are crappy. Maybe the crime in the area isn't great. Right. I mean, those are things that you can't necessarily always find online. And that's, you know, the, the initial consult with your agent or your loan officer should be, you know, what are your goals? What are your plans? What are your, what are your long-term needs? Exactly. You know, do you need good schools? Do you need certain things in walking distance? Do you need to be close to a certain doctor's office or, you know, whatever it may be. 
you know, there's there's other things. Maybe this neighborhood isn't ideal for you. The taxes are super high. Um, Without a doubt. We've got to cut it right there. Guys, this is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs. More to come with Robert Winterbottom, Matt Leshbert, Sean Finnegan. I'm Jason Stubbs. We'll be right back. NRL Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 181407.